Welcome to The Obsession Digression. A podcast that explores all of the cultural things we're obsessed with. I'm Sam Benarchik. And I'm Katie Walker. And we're and still alive. Katie, oh my god. I, I hate to say it, but like I'm kind of like... I, at least like I feel like I've been training for this in a way, right? Like I did my master's thesis on like early modern disease, which is like, I know all about the plague. I'm teaching a text that's all about syphilis this week. Like I just like- It was not even a year ago that you were talking about learning how to make acorn bread. Like all yeah. of these things are now like coming together. Oh, Come I have the, I have the survivalist instinct. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, um, I have the instinct. Yes. I don't think I have the like ability to act it out. Right. Um, but here's the scenario. You can't execute. Yeah, no. But here's the scenario that I think is going to happen. <laughs> like, uh, so you and our beloved I, friend I Ani. Know. You're, I know you're going to say it. I think you're right. Yeah. You, you are both visiting, right, on Thursday. So I think that, like, you're going to get here. Like, I just think that that's going to happen. But then I think in the span of three days, then, like, everything's going to completely shut down. Everyone is going to have to be quarantined. And you two are just going to be forced <laughs> to live here with me. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that, like, we were going to, like, false sense of confidence. I was like, I'm doing great. And I'm going to I'm gonna fly. I'm going to chance it. And then we're going to get there and all get sick and just be, like, oh. you know, in your home. <laughs> oh, that, that totally could happen. But if you get sick... Here, you're going to have to quarantine here. Like, you can't, you yeah, can't get right. here and get sick. 14 so days, then, friend? Yeah, 14 whole fucking days of just, like, yeah, us all being sick and, like, eventually, like, killing, all, like, each other, right? Like, we'll just, like... <laughs> oh, my God. In that big house, just a violent hide-and-seek, what a thrill that would be. Oh, that would be, that would be amazing. Yes, yeah. Except, I don't know, like, the dogs can't really do... Like, they just would give us away every time, right? Like, Bark Anthony would just be like, he's over here. Um, that's that's how he speaks, by the way. Um, so, yeah, but, like, and it's weird, too. I mean, there's so many things going on with this, but, like, you're, Sam, you're in San Francisco. You're in a, like, like a really intense hot spot for it, right? Like Dude, it is, like, kind of an epicenter in the fact that, like, in the way in which, like, if you look at one of those, like, heat maps or bubble maps of all the outbreaks, you can mm-hmm. see from, like, north and south, it's just, like, closing in on San Francisco. Because it's yeah. coming out from L.A. into the Bay Area. And Seattle, obviously, is a mess. Um, right. And then it's, like, blowing up in New York. And so we we only have, like, a couple confirmed cases still. But, like, I know it's, like, all gonna land here. <laughs> so oh, I know. I know. Like, thing that's, I like, just... upsetting to me, though, is that... I feel like more than anything else, I think we talked about this, more than anything else, like what we learned this last week is that it is news to many Americans that they're supposed to be washing their hands. Right! And like, that is concerning. That is really frightening. And it's also weird, like Ryan has tried to find hand sanitizer. Um, Of course, like everyone. But when he goes to stores... Like, there's still a ton of hand soap. Like, there's still soap. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> it's just that, like, which is worrisome to me, right? That people are like, oh, I need to get, like, this Purell. But also, you should be buying your soaps. Like, you should be washing your hands. And this is not news, right? Like, this is not something that suddenly you're just like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I should wash oh, my hands. Huh. Huh. Right? Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I wash my hands after I teach. 
Like I like I know that like maybe, oh yeah like, not- close contact with eighteen year olds like right you know, yeah. I remember or- one time there was one semester I taught in a windowless room in mm. at UNC. And, like, there was one day where, like, those students had not been there for more than, like, ten minutes, and that room just started smelling so bad. Yeah. And I wanted to be like, is it my place to say, like, you are 18, no one's going to tell you to shower, but you don't <laughs> need to shower every right? day. Like, it would just, like, it filled up and just smelled like adolescence in such, like, a pungent oh, way. It was so no. awful. Oh, no. See, my thing is that, like, I use, like, the classroom keyboard. Like, I use, like, you know, like, I sit at a chair oh, well, that other too. students. Yeah. Like, you know, like just like things like that. And then like just suddenly being aware of every object that you touch that so many other people have touched, right? So like going to the coffee shop, you use their pen to sign the the thing, right? And you're mm-hmm. like a thousand people have touched this pen. You know? I don't know, like just things like that where I'm like, "Oh my god, like we are constantly oh yeah. <laughs> constantly yes. around other people are like just like, you know, touching things that people touch yes. right so um and it's so hard not to touch your face <laughs> oh i know oh i know yeah like i i constantly am like rubbing my chin scratching my nose like yes wiping my or like you know adjusting my eyeballs however you do i didn't want to say wiping my eyeballs because that sounded yeah, like i had goo eyeballs yeah oh, but like yeah. or had been crying yeah <laughs> no. eyes, Katie. yeah i just meant that like you know, like, you touch your eyes a lot during the day. Like, you just, yeah. like, you know, scratch the inner corner sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, totally. I, I feel weird about... I don't want people thinking I have goo eyes. I don't have goo eyes, okay? All right, you heard it here first. No <laughs> goo eyes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it is crazy. And like we said, you are getting on a plane, which is frightening. Not because it's a plane, but because, you know, it's a... Sorry, I shouldn't even tell you this, right? But like, if somebody like it's a it's a germ hub too, right? It's self-contained. It is. They're germ like hub. they're disgusting places on a good day. Yes, right. Here's the thing: I could be way off about this, and maybe it's good that I'm saying this on the air because someone might finally write in and be like, "Listen up, <laughs> idiots." Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I because like it's like, um, oh, what's the phrase? It's not airborne. It's like. Like saliva born or something. It's yeah, like, like fluid e. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is. I I don't know what the right word is for that, <laughs> but I think like it's it's like less dangerous to be on an airplane as long as you're like wipe down your seat, wipe down everything you're touching, yeah. wash your hands, and then like don't touch your face. Like right. that's good because like you can't breathe it in in the same way. That's true, right? Yeah, it's not airborne. It's the like it, it requires contact in a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you'll be totally fine. But like I said, I think my like imagined scenario is that like somehow you're gonna get here, and then that's when the like shit's really gonna hit the fan, and you're just gonna like <laughs> be stuck here. Like you're just going to like. <laughs> I know. Like, it does feel like the beginning of the stand too. Right. Oh my god, yeah, exactly. And like then trying to like get back and yeah. Ooh. Fun. Fun. But um also this morning's headline fourteen new cases of coronavirus reported in San Francisco. Oh my god. Yep. There we go. Um, And San Francisco slash South Bay, so that's a little Well like a porous of a statement. Okay, but still, but still. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, honestly, like, this has just, like, given, giving me, it's been, like, this alibi for me to just, like, give in to all my most, like, antisocial impulses because. Oh, of course. A, like, no one's around town. Like, you walk around, it's, like, very empty right now. Yeah. But being, like, I'm just staying home and, like, reading and baking and hanging with my roommate and it's great. That's magical. Yeah. I know. That's that's the way to do it. Or to like do the like if you're if you're I don't know, like confident, then you can like go to the museum that's normally crowded, you know? And like no mm-hmm. one will be there. Or like go to the store that normally there's a ton of people in and you could just like I don't know. There's there's well, possibilities. Yeah. Well the flights right now are like so insanely cheap. I'm like should I just snatch up a couple of flights to like right? Greece or like? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I just saw that someone just said on Twitter they just got a flight, round trip flight to, was it Greece somewhere like that for two hundred fifty dollars? Damn. Like, Damn, that's a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> Worth the risk. Worth so, it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you know. And another thing we need to do is like we need to come up with, like. Like, you just talking about, like, airline t- tickets being really cheap. Like, we need our, like, find, like, here's a moment where you create something, you invent something that has, like, such, a, like, people feel like there's a need for it. And then suddenly, like, we're just billionaires, right? Like, yes. we just need to, like, invent the, like, coronavirus, I don't know, like, um, app or something. You know, like, something, right? We would be billionaires, do you get what I'm I saying? I mean, we're too late for coronavirus. We got to be thinking That's about true. the next thing. That's true. The, That's the true. next big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Dang it. I just, like, my scammer impulse is coming through, too. I um, hear you. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. It's really, it's, it's like, I am becoming obsessed with this, though. Like, I don't know why. I think it's just, like, because, like, I missed the whole SARS thing. Like, I wasn't. I guess old enough to like really care. You really you know? missed out, yeah. I missed out on that whole hype, and so now like I literally have the CNN like live updates thing, you know that like really does like give you like the constant like oh no <laughs> really? someone else, somebody else, yeah, yeah. Um. So and like we were saying, like I'm obsessed with like these these disease ships. That's the that's the thing I really want to know more about. Yeah, I totally get that. It's crazy too. Like it feels so just not dystopian, but it feels so I don't know what like post apocalyptic or outbreaky. Just yeah. The, this what a stupid sentence to say. It feels so weird watching like a helicopter fly in and like slowly like cautiously approach the boat and then like uh like cruiser come in and slowly cautiously approach like it is this very dangerous vessel right Um, (laughs) that's such a good point for everyone on there like dear god could i have i've never ever ever wanted to go on a cruise ship it's never once tempted me in my life in Mm -hmm. fact i had two friends right after college who wanted to celebrate graduation by taking a cruise (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah, not, not my jam, not my thing at all. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, like, the whole, like, being trapped in your room. And then if you leave your room, you just have, like, really bad planned activities thing is the the worst part to me. And everything's just kind of plasticky. And Mm -hmm. I just, I can't. Yeah. So now these people are being punished for. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Divine retribution. <laughs> I know, because what was it? That was norovirus, right? That was the outbreak on a cruise ship a couple years ago. It's like, have we learned oh, yeah. nothing? These yeah. are petri dishes. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, and so many disgusting children. That's the oh, other I know. thing too. Is like, aren't we? Wasn't there like an article that like children are like they don't manifest it, but they're carriers? And you're just like, of course they are. Of course, they're yeah. So fucking disgusting. They're just they're basically like trying to get get rid of you know all the older generations so that they can just like live in their grossness, right? I mean, like they're, uh, that part yeah. I respect, but intergenerational <laughs> warfare, like what delightful, but. <laughs> Okay, all right, fair, fair. You know, and, like, it's not like our older voters are really setting up our youngest generation for success. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. All right, then, then do your thing, kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gen so Z, dark. intrepid. <laughs> yeah. So dark. Uh, yeah, but kids really are gross. They're super gross. Um, yeah, no, disgusting. Yeah, I just found out my best friend is pregnant. Like my best friend, my lifehood best friend. And you're like, uh, I'm so sorry. Is there anything? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, I'm super excited for her, but I'm also like, ugh, like, dude, I just got a job for in in Vegas, and now you're you can't even come visit me in Vegas because you got this little kid. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. So, speaking of which. I'm going to announce my big news. This better have been an accident. This better, yeah. You just ruined our lives. Um, So I have big news that you already know, uh, but I'm going to share it on the podcast, which is that I've officially accepted a job at University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Or, as they say, it's Nevada. Uh, So that's a whole thing. Um, there's like a whole Veep episode on this too, but it is I know. Nevada. Yeah, it's like a recurring joke. <laughs> yeah, um, but I still want to say Nevada. Um, so yeah, I got a, a tenure track job. It's really sweet, and I will be teaching there forever for the rest of my life. I'll be living in Vegas. That's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I've I've. Uh, it makes so much sense for you and Ryan too because you're so close to. Or so many things you like to do are accessible. Yeah. Right? There's Texas. There's like all kinds of nature things to do. There's so many national parks within driving distance. Yeah. Well, in LA itself, LA yeah. is only three hours uh, driving. Yeah. So I was like of it being further away. I know. Yeah. Because like it is like in a basin, so it's just like like there are mountains everywhere around it. So it's kind of like you know like you have to. You have to drive over a mountain, basically, to get anywhere. Um, so it feels... It is very isolated, because, like, there is literally nothing in its, like, vicinity. Um, yeah. But, yeah, if you push yourself for, like, an hour or two, then you can find cool stuff. So, like, Phoenix isn't far. Um, yeah, yeah. And, like, Vegas itself is weird and trashy and, you know, like, Sin City. And it just feels... It feels right. So... <laughs> I love it. I'm, Dude, I'm so so happy for you. It's just like thank you. It, I, okay, I don't know how to say this other than like anyone who has not gone to grad school or gotten a PhD in the humanities and thought about like creating a career, like you don't understand. This is like years and break those years of grad school down into days and hours of just feeling beaten down and discouraged yeah. like over yeah. and over and over that there are no job prospects that everyone you meet who has a position is disgruntled or overworked or feels like they're under-resourced and like to have the persistence to like continue to work and to like do a postdoc and to go to all these interviews and campus visits and Mm -hmm. then get something is so amazing and cool to see 
Uh, like we talk a lot about higher ed being broken, but like it's not fully broken because you're able to like <laughs> still to win stick at it, it out. Yeah, yeah, stick it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's been it's been mega tough, and there have definitely been ups and downs. Right. Like even you know this one year gig here in, at Holyoke is is great. I love it, but. You know, like I started this year off being like I'm only here for a year. You know, like yeah, that's depressing. I can't get and yeah, exactly. I can't. I can't love the school too much. I can't love the students too much, right? Like, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a long time, and it was just really nice to. Okay, but here's the thing that was sad about it. Um, <laughs> okay. Because like I've been building up in my head like. I'm like, I'm gonna sign the contract. I'm gonna sign this contract. And it's gonna be like this big momentous moment, right? Um, it wasn't even a physical contract. It wasn't, it was just, I like clicked a link online and then there was just like a little bubble that said I accept yeah. the job. Like I didn't get to sign anything. You're like, I'm willing to fly out if we can recreate some right? scenario where you slide a salary written down on a piece of paper yes. to me and I write a new number and slide it back. Right? I wanted that, like I wanted that like official like John Hancock moment and I didn't I didn't get that. So uh, there'll be so many of them once you get there though. I know, I know, but like I, it was Academia just that. Like, loves a form, and they love <laughs> losing a form. So you'll yes, <laughs> sign the this same one real. over and over again. This is so real. Yeah, I can't wait. I need that. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so now I've got to figure out. Ryan and I have to figure out the whole like moving situation and all of that stuff. So whew, it's gonna be a how whole much. Thing. Do you have to relocate yourself, or are they relocating you? So they, they're paying. Um, good. So that's good, but uh, I have to do all the planning for it, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is like, okay, so this is boring, but um, they're just giving me money, right? Like, they're not, okay. like, saying you have to use this company or we need receipts or anything. They're just, like, giving me a check for yeah. it. Yeah. So if you spend less than the check, like, you can keep that money. That's not a big deal. So Ryan, of course, is like, how can we... Like, no, don't think it. I know, I know. Trust and I'm me, like, I have so many friends who, so like, it's so common for like tech companies to like move you around and they relocate you and they always give you the option. They go like, we can put you in touch with like our like partner who relocates and you'll have like mm -hmm. a set amount of points and you can use those points on like their menu. Um, mm -hmm. So those points might go towards having like white glove movers or to covering an Airbnb for a few weeks or towards right. like an appointment with a realtor who will like, you know, take you around and show your apartments, blah, blah, blah. Or you can just get like a lump sum and right. it's heavily, it's taxed, right? So it's like mm -hmm. that lump sum minus 40%. Um, and you can figure it out yourself. And every friend of mine who's tried to game it has always gotten burned because yeah. like they'll go well also moving companies you have to just like budget in an extra like 20 percent to be safe because i feel like everyone always underestimates how much stuff they have and so movers yeah. are always like yeah that's the quote we gave you you have more but also they tend to just find reasons to be more expensive too and i've never yeah. used a mover like i've never i've never paid somebody to move something for me you know what I mean? Like, I've never yeah. done that. Uh, so, and Ryan hasn't either. And I'm totally about it. I mean, like, last time when we moved here and, like, we're trying to get our refrigerator that we own. And, like, why do we have, like, why do we have a refrigerator when, like, every place that we've moved into, 
has a refrigerator. Like, we've always had a second refrigerator. Wait, that why do then, you have a ref- second refrigerator? Because somebody gave it to us for our wedding, which is nice. Oh, but, uh, like, yeah. then, like, we've hauled a refrigerator to multiple, like, houses in, like, we moved it from Texas to North Carolina, multiple, like, many places in North Carolina, and then moved it here. And I'm like, like, I'm never... I'm never going to try to lift this refrigerator again. I'm ne- I'm not going to do it, right? Like, I just cannot do it. So, uh, like, I'm totally hiring movers. I'm totally doing all of that. Um, it's just, like, now I've got to research movers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, if you can uh, afford to have someone pack your things up, too, oh, mm. it's such a dream. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. Like, I just don't think... <laughs> Yeah, that's a no. <laughs> well, I just think that, like, that, like, would reach Ryan's limit like I think he would go mm-hmm. insane because he prides himself on being like the oh, ideal packer like he he really does like like I I have tried to like pack a box before and he has gone back and repacked it so well listen like, just, as long as you yeah. don't have to do the packing if Ryan right. wants to do it great yeah then I'm happy yeah. for you because yeah I, I hate packing so much oh me too me too I don't mind yeah. unpacking but like packing is the worst it's yeah it's it's terrible so we shall see I, I have no idea how this is gonna actually play out um, or like where I'm going to live when we're gonna move any of that I think I'm gonna stick around here until like June um, but like no matter what it's going to be the case where like we have to drive across the country in and go to the desert <laughs> in like July or August, right? Like no matter For like what. Like the 20th time. You guys yeah. have made that drive so many times. Oh, I know. Yeah, and Ryan, you'll see this when you get here this week. He bought this like giant laminated map and he's been drawing on it different routes that he's ta- that we've oh taken. Oh my god. And he's just like Let so me, it's li- I can't wait to see this. It's so nerdy, and he will sometimes just, like, stand in front of it and look at it. And just, like, <laughs> I, yeah. Um, so, just be ready. He's going to walk you through this this map of the United States that he's, like, gotten, you know, like, his marker for. And, I can't wait. Oh, it's so nerdy. Um, so, yeah, we, we'll, we'll, we'll do that thing. Um, but then, you know, here's the, here's the really great thing, which is now... Uh, you and I are going to be in the same time zone. Um, I know. <laughs> and we really won't be that that far from each other. I mean, okay, so San Fran, I still, I mapped it out. It's still like uh, seven, eight hours um, driving, That's right? That's like a one-hour flight, though. I'm sorry? That's like a one-hour flight, though. Yeah, that's it, right? Like, we're literally going to be... Um, like, no matter what, a day away from each other, right? Which is really cool because we're finally, finally going to do the Alcatraz thing. Like, no matter what, that's going to happen. <laughs> You're right. Uh, um, I'm not using that company again. They never gave me a refund. Even when I jerks. said that my friend was in a terrible, debilitating car accident. Oh, those jerks. <laughs> and they were that like, no, so too rude. bad. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, dude. That was the worst. Like, that was I know, like the... I was like, Expedia. Yeah, they're not a sponsor. I'm going to blow them up. I'll never forget this. <laughs> And they send me, every time they send me an email, I immediately just, like, out of just, like, such, such just, like, a bitchy grudginess, I guess, I just immediately (laughs) scroll down and hit unsubscribe. Yes! (laughs) Like, I will never consider a deal you send me. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, Expedia. I know, I, like, sent them, like, this is very dramatic, but I sent them, like, a long comment when they said, like, 
no, we're not giving you a refund, too bad, you should have read the fine print. I was like, mm-hmm. I want you to know that I only like patronize companies that keep the customer like or care about their customers and look out for them and I won't be patronizing and <laughs> discouraging other people from using your service. Good for you. Seriously. <laughs> Which, like did not do anything. It's never come up in conversation with a single person I know and it didn't make me feel better to send it. So I'm but I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for sending that. I am. Oh, thank you. So um yeah, next time and next time we'll go ahead and I'll I'll prepay for the Alcatraz trip <laughs> next time so that when you have an emergency then I'll take the the hit and then yeah, we'll just keep going and then like finally. So here's what'll happen. You and I will never get to Alcatraz until like we're both on our deathbeds and then like we you know, just like pay somebody to helicopter us out to Alcatraz. I love that. And then, like, we're, we're both in our, like, our beds, and, like, we look over each other, and we, like, do, like, by As that As we're point, dying, I'm like, can yeah. you see it, Katie? <laughs> and I'll be like, no! It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, what are you talking about? Um, yeah, no. By that point, we'll have some, like, secret, like, hand signal, too, you know? Exactly. So, like, we won't even need words. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be glorious. And then, yeah, we'll die. <laughs> and then we'll be, and then we're dead. So it doesn't matter dead. anyway. Yeah, none yeah. of it will matter. But, um, but no, there you so go. So there's like a travel ban right now for, I mean, most tech companies, but for Pinterest. So I'm not allowed to fly anywhere. In fact, even if my clients are local in the city, I'm not allowed to go see them or interact with them. That is just nuts. crazy. I know. Yeah. But once it's lifted, like I go down to LA all the time, and so um, we'll also like have so many opportunities where we'll be closer together. That is true. Yeah, and as you say, some some tech company conferences are in Vegas, so sometimes you'll just be mm-hmm. there. Um, yep, we're canceling oh, yeah. that one, but it's every well, year. <laughs> every year, next year, next year. Thanks, Corona. Exactly. But, yeah. Can I ask a question to someone? Explain this to me. As someone who's never been to Vegas, mm-hmm. the Vegas Strip is not technically in Vegas. Is that correct? No, it is. I think. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Uh, someone told me that like three months ago, and maybe they didn't know what they were talking about. That's weird. So the the, the strip itself is just like it's basically it's just a long road, um, with a bunch of casinos, and then like there's a weird like kind of gap, and then you keep driving on the road, so like you're still on the strip, but then you get to the old part of Vegas, which is like there's still casinos, but they're like. The first ones and they're run down and like there's one called the oh, golden really? nugget yeah the golden oh. nugget has the largest <laughs> gold nugget in the world um oh. yeah which i've definitely like ryan and i didn't know that the strip was so like desolate in between because it's actually not that far to walk from one into the other um so when we first visited vegas we're like yeah we'll just walk but then like we were walking past like empty lots and like you know like it was we were in the desert in the the summer and trying to get to the downtown part which was much further away (laughs) yeah Um, and it was very pathetic um but yeah so it's it's basically i think i i mean like why wouldn't that be in vegas that doesn't make any sense there's not there's only one other town like it's it's las vegas and then there's like a small like suburb called um henderson so well yeah i'm glad you're gonna be there to educate me on all things vegas Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. too, just thinking even about, like, Vegas and California, obviously, are, like, 
Pynchon-esque, but, like, there's so many scenes in, like, Pynchon novels, or at least in two of them, where people ah. are living in these, like, micro-communities, like, self-helpy, like, new-agey ones, like, outside yeah. in, the, in the desert between LA and Vegas. <laughs> I need yeah. you to find them. I don't, will don't join, but them. report back. <laughs> I will definitely look out for them and see what I can do. Um, oh, good. See if I can become friends with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of, uh, like conspiracy theories around the area that I'm moving into as well like because of Ooh. like all the military testing that happens in the desert and like all the mean? UFO stuff that people are really into out there yes. so, like, I'm moving into the country or like the area where people are like just on edge right like that they're like mega suspicious about like all of these like cover ups um, which is exciting I think in and of itself right like yes, when agreed. we were driving to Vegas last time not too long ago, we stopped in uh, in a town in Arizona called, like, what is it called? Roscoe? Roscoe? It's, like, the big UFO place. Um, it's, like, Roswell? where the most... Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. No, it's Roswell. Roswell? <laughs> a, do, you remember the, do you remember the teen show when we were teens? Roswell? No. No. It was about this, like, young woman. She's, like, a high schooler who works in this cafe in Roswell, and then she ends up falling in love with a man she realizes is one of the aliens who, like, what? <laughs> landed in Roswell. It's no. so good. I I've remember, never like, seen that this show. I remember thinking that show was the bomb when I was a kid. I've never yeah. seen this show. I've never well, heard of it at all. it's streaming somewhere. Highly recommend. Just watch an episode okay. or two. Try it on. See how okay, it feels. Okay, okay. All right. Um, okay, well. Uh, anyways, Ryan and I stayed there. <laughs> not too long ago and uh, like I of course you can tell like my level of interest like I didn't even know what the fucking town was called but like Ryan of course like went out and he's like he came back and he's like here's alien beef jerky and here's like an alien bobblehead and here's an alien cup I got like he just like got so into it it was funny that makes me so happy um Ryan's delight is everyone's delight Yes, yeah, Ryan's just, like, he's constantly just, like, finding the novelty and and everything, so it's, yeah, um, but, so, the place I'm moving, right, University of Las Vegas is where I'm teaching, uh, I thought, you know, like, most, you know, like, how you go to, like, most cities, and there's, like, the downtown, there's, like, all the stuff, like, all the touristy stuff, and then, like, you kind of have to go, um, a little ways out to get to, like, the college campus or whatever, you know like usually that's the case uh unlv is not no joke it is two blocks from the strip like it is it is in vegas (laughs) it is like right it is right there so it's um i wonder what kind of like student issues then there are right like yeah because you talk about like in every college town like there's kids trying to like get fake ids and get into bars right when they're still like 18 or something right i feel like that gets much dicier when gambling's involved. Wait, do you have to be so, 18 or 21 to gamble? You have to be 18 to gamble. Um, oh, okay. Well, that okay. So, well, then the point still stands, though, like, because then the school doesn't just have to look out for students who, you know, drink right. underage or break the law in that way, but, like, kids who, like, accidentally rack up, like, gambling debt. Right, right. Yeah, that's real. So a lot uh, of these students so interesting. work at the casinos, right? Like, a lot of them. Oh. Um, so the issue is uh, actually... Just, like, their hours, right? Like, these are not students who are privileged. They have, like, you know, they have real-life jobs. And so you might get what you'll – what I'll probably get a lot of is the student who was, like, 
you know, um, a waitress until 3 a.m. And then has to come to my, like, 9 a.m. class, right? Or, like, something like wow. that. That's that's yeah. going to be typical. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a whole thing. Uh, but I'm excited about it because it's, like, they're, they're real human beings. And I... I'm looking yeah. forward to teaching people who like are in college because they want an education. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, hundred percent. It's not that just that like their families paid for them to get an education and that's it, right? Like they they really yeah. do want to get an education. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be super strange. A lot of adjustments mentally for me. Uh, I cannot wait. Oh, uh, dude, I'm so happy for you. Thank you, thank you. Um, and so, what do you, what's your like mental state leading up to June? Obviously, like planning the, for the move, but are you gonna? Is this allowing you to kind of like take it easy for a little bit, or does yes. this mean more work? Oh, you good. You know, uh, so it does mean so. Like, I do have some projects that I have to get done this summer, um, like usual. Like, like the work stuff never ends, but it definitely yeah. has shifted like my level of stress, where I am building in like. My semester ends at the end of April, and then I don't think we're moving until like late June. So in May, I think I'm just gonna like become the dude from the Big Lebowski, right? Like I'm just gonna like wear a bathrobe and mm -hmm. just like probably have at least a week where all I do is play video games, you know? Like I just like I cannot As wait for should. that moment. Yeah. I actually like my wrist, I hurt my wrist. Uh, playing video games because I figured out this way <laughs> to raise up my speech craft on Oblivion, um, which is just to like press X and turn the little um, knob just over and over again. Um, and like what I did was I was listening to an audiobook, so I wasn't even paying attention to the game. I was just like doing this with my hand over and over again. <laughs> and so then like I realized that like I was actually like hurting myself physically by raising up my speech craft, which has no impact on my game experience whatsoever. I just like <laughs> wanted to raise my, uh, my score. Um, this is like Mario Party back in the day where everyone yes! was on their palms. Yes, exactly. Like it was, it was one of the situations where, I, like, I didn't even realize I was doing it, and then I was like, "Oh no!" Like this actually hurts. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good times, good times. Um, anyways, so yeah, life is new and good and exciting and all that stuff. Uh, and you know, in the middle of it, there's a, you know, pandemic happening. So yeah, mm -hmm. all that. All of it. Yeah. So keep washing our hands, keep not touching our faces, and yes. keep working hard. Okay. Yes. Yep. Um, well, should we talk about the witches now? We should. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a novel idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm hesitant because, of course, like, it's been, you know, it's been, like, two, three weeks since I watched <laughs> I know, and not just one episode ago, I was saying how important it is to take notes, and I took like five notes on this, because I watched this, it was like the night I got back from LA, and it was like the last trip, like three weeks in a row, and I just like ordered mm. Thai food, and watched this, and like tried not to fall asleep. Right. <laughs> but I think my memory's pretty good. Because you've seen it before, right? You, like, you're coming I'd seen it when from, I was younger. Like, yeah. you loved this movie, right? Like, when you were a kid. Well, I didn't see it until I was like, I don't know, so probably like in junior high or high school. I've only seen it once before, but I remember being like, this movie's dope. Like, it's good. <laughs> okay. I totally disagree. 
I really? hate this movie. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I just do. I can't help it. I just like. Okay, well, I want to hear why why you think this movie's dope. Let's let's start with that. Mm, I think. Oh, I don't know. Let's all right. Let's jump in. I, that's a great question. I should have okay. a more cogent response. No, just um, we'll develop it. We'll develop it as yes, we, as okay. we can go through. Okay. So the premise, right? It's yes, really fucking dark. Yeah, this little kid, uh, he has uh, he hangs out with his grandma, and she's ill. Uh, she has diabetes. Is, she, is that right? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that was weird. Like the way like her sugar addiction was kind of treated as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Like, no, you really should be worried. Like, this is this is very dangerous for You're you. You're like, no, and... s- stop eating desserts. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was, that was a really dark register. But then, so, okay, so the kid at first actually has this, like, lovely life. He has these two parents who adore him, and then his parents just die uh, right off the bat. They're killed in, like, a car wreck. Is that right? Yeah. Also, I did ask this. Where were they going dressed like that at like 10 p.m.? Because that's when they leave. Yeah, I don't know. They leave at like 9 or 10, but they're wearing like dinner clothing, not like nightlife clothing. Yeah. And so I was confused. They're going to like some grand, really late ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no idea. They're going to the, the Capulets ball, I guess, or, or something. <laughs> um. But their parents, his parents seem like to be generally kind of absent is like the vibe I got, which mm. made me, because this is like how he and the grandmother develop a bond, wherein the grandmother just tells him terrifying stories about like witch attacks. Yeah, she does not, she does not sugarcoat this. Um, oh man, that was a bad, bad word to use there. Oh uh, yeah. She does not. She, she does not diabetes it Yeah. Oh God, I didn't mean it. Um, <laughs> she, she does not give him these light stories she is just like full on like no witches are gonna fuck you up they are everywhere mm-hmm. and here's how you look for them they are scratching okay so here are the signs of a witch right she um has to wear a wig right that's one of yes. them and so she might be scratching her scalp a oh lot. scalp rash that yeah. was what it was called yeah. so gross something about her eyes yeah, they flash like purple. Yes, so eyes, and then there's one other thing. What's the other thing? Yeah, they're disgusted by the smell of children. Yeah! And so they have this really, like, adverse reaction. Yeah, so if you see somebody, like, covering up their nose around children, which, fair, I think then, like, if I'm, you know, like, I might be considered a witch if I'm around children. I mean, children again, they're like, likely carriers of the coronavirus, so, right. you know, it's all they're, perspective. Yeah, they're just, they're awful. So, um, this movie might have a good message. Maybe we should be Team Witch in this. <laughs> maybe we should. Yeah. They're remaking the movie this year. It's coming out, and I wonder if maybe we can have, like, from the witch's perspective. Wait, they're they're remaking this movie? Yeah. I didn't know that. Really? Oh, guess who? Okay, I know Octavia Spencer, I think, is the grandmother, which I love. Um, yeah. And then guess who is the high witch? Um, I don't know. Who would be the High Witch? Who? It's Anne Hathaway, which what? could really go either way. Okay, all right. I feel like I, Anne Hathaway struggles to actually, like, embody characters and gets caught up in, like, capital A acting. 
And so okay. I, I do wonder, like, how she'll be in, like, such a hammy performance. So she does the hammy performance, though. Like, that's what I'm going to... Like, that's... I have mad respect for her because, like, did you see Ocean's 8? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so she is phenomenal in Ocean's 8. Really? She plays, yeah, she plays an actress who's all about herself um, and is the... Like, essentially, she's the mark, right? Um, yeah. And, like, is like perfect in that movie like it's just like oh, perfect well, that's good to know so I think your point though is like she can she overacts right but when yes. she plays a character that is supposed to be overacting like perhaps a witch uh, then it works it really does <laughs> i.e. a witch yeah um, okay that's good to know okay so um, interesting yeah dude we definitely have to fucking rewatch or like not rewatch but watch the, the new version and yes. see See if it's got its chops or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Here's okay. the thing, though. Is like, this film, like, reminded me of, like, <laughs> in a... This is going to sound so stupid, but I think this is true. Like, the way in which, like, a certain type of, like, like adult men, like, of course, like, there's all these threats, like, in movies when you're a kid, right? Like, mm. right, where you're taught to kind of be cautious but also like there was a like version of like the older woman that was like vaguely terrifying and yeah. I think like this movie <laughs> does a really good job of like even the framing of that woman coming up to him while he's in the treehouse yes it's like very creepy oh it's super creepy yeah and like the the stranger danger alarms are just like uh yeah. they're going nuts and yeah. when he's calling for his grandma and she's like she can't hear you yeah <laughs> It does <laughs> creep me out. Legit terrifying. Okay, so this is going to be my point. Like, this is the main, like, thesis for me, I guess. It's not even a thesis. It's just that, like, the reason I'm repelled by this movie is because, A, it's gross, but also it is truly terrifying. Like, it's not a kid's movie to me. And so I just, like, that's why yeah. I'm not feeling it. Because the transformations are gross. And, like, the transformations into, like, both, like, the witch's real appearance, but also, like, the rat transformations not okay with i'm just not i'm not feeling it they're gross they're gross it looks it just looks even when they're like gagging all that like gas out of their mouths when they're Mm -hmm. transforming yeah (laughs) yeah i just like don't want to see that it grosses me out so that's my take on like the the that's my main like eh that's why i don't don't love it but um in any case this film is is working really hard to make it super fucking creepy at the very beginning, right? Yeah. I just okay. like the yes, and the other thing we hear too is that the grandmother we learn is like a lifelong sort of witch hunter because her like childhood best friend was abducted by witches and like her soul was trapped in like a painting from there on out. I didn't totally yes. understand that. Yes, yeah, and like she could see the the friends uh, yes. Physical the embodiment in the painting. Yeah, I love yeah. that detail though. But like, what does the witch get out of trapping the child in the painting? Like, what's the? Oh well, I think they like ate the child. What? They Wait, like no, cons- they don't eat children. They kill them. Sorry. So they. Uh, killed- that's why I was like, is it just like her soul that's in the painting, or was it a spell that placed her there? That's yeah, I don't know. But like what does the witch get out of that? Like if they're eating a child or do they eat children in this one? I I think I misspoke. Do they eat children? I don't think they did. I think they talk about wanting to kill children. 
just to like get rid of the bad smell essentially right yeah so this is just like a sanitation project yeah okay so their main goal is just to like not have children around because they stink yeah they have a boundless hatred for children and use various methods of destroying or transforming them Oh, yeah, okay. I guess that's true. That, like, a through line is that, like, both that little girl is transformed into a painting, and then they're transformed now into mice. Okay. All right. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Um, so, the, you know, your run-of-the-mill malefic witches um, who hate children, and, yeah, like, just... But what's weird is that they actively seek out the children, too, right? So it's not like... Yeah. You know, it's not like just like, oh, we're in our like private witch space and leave us alone, kids. Or if you don't, we'll fuck you up. It's like we're gonna go out and find you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's that's also terrifying. I think too, like when I think about this movie and like what we'll talk about, you know, there's very little plot. Yeah. It's pretty easy to set up like. The premise is the plot, where like because the grandmother is sick, they decide to go to a vacation. it's sort of like a hotel near, but closer to the coast to yeah. get like fresh air and all of that. Let me close my window. Um, to get fresh air, all of that, and it's there that they find out that there is this um, society that sort of has their like annual meeting or something, and mm-hmm. it's ostensibly a society that's devoted to like the protection and care of children. It turns out it's like actually like a witch convention, and they're coming mm-hmm. together to plot how to like wipe out all the children in England mm-hmm. or maybe right. in Europe. Um, but you go, okay, like, there's not much plot beyond that. In a lot of ways, this kind of falls into the category of movies where it's like the plot is an excuse to show off special effects. Yes! Right? And we've seen that become more and more the case. And I think when it's, like, CGI-driven and there's no wit and there's the acting's, like, wooden and all of that, like, it's the type of movie I have no patience for. But mm-hmm. I think in this case, like, there is this great, like playfulness and creativeness to the special effects and i do think angela angelica houston is great and super entertaining that i don't i didn't mind that that these like fewer plot points were strung together by longer and more robust like special effects scenes yeah i that's fair i think that's totally fair um and you're right that angelica hudson is just like phenomenal in in whatever she does right so um she's in everything yeah you're right uh so that they considered casting Cher. what Really? Also probably would have been good, but Angelica Houston was great. Um, yeah, I just said Hudson, didn't I? My bad. Um, oh. <laughs> my bad. Jennifer uh, Hudson, man. Killed yeah, it again. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Okay, but honestly, she, her and Cher look alike, though. Like, they really do. I mean, it never really occurred to me until I read that piece of trivia that they do kind of... There's similarities. Yeah, there really is. So, okay. Um... But Angelica does it better, I think. Or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Um, okay, so the kid... Do we? Do you remember the kid's name? Little, Luke? Luke. Okay, yeah, 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 that's right. So Luke and Grandma, because Grandma said go to the seaside resort thing where the witch convention is being held. And Luke discovers he spies on the witches and figures out that they are in fact truly horrific right and they're there okay i also did not like this like friend 
you don't bring mice to a hotel, and grandma, you don't mm. back up your idiot grandson for bringing mice to a hotel. Yeah. That's so fucking stupid. Yeah. And then if it happens, actually, how about you just be respectful and keep them caged? Mm-hmm. Like, don't then, like, go running around with them. Like, I could not sympathize with that position. Yeah. But that's also the, what gets him in trouble. The hotel manager is rightly angry that yes. this little kid is just, like, carrying around these rats and the kid is like going into the kitchen like he's not I know know, that bothered me so much oh yeah so I'm I'm like I I support the the um you know the fuddy-duddy hotel manager's plight in this case right (laughs) also is he having like is he like toying with the emotions of one of his he's having an affair yeah only partially like because he keeps like rebuffing her then too right he's very Mm -hmm. hot and cold yeah. So, yeah. like, in the background of this movie is, like, <laughs> a, like another narrative of, like, psychological warfare manipulation. <laughs> where he is just, like, toying with this woman's emotions. And she's becoming increasingly, like, nervy and fragile as the film yeah. goes on. Yeah. Well, and she keeps seeing the rats around, too. Like, she's yes. the one, unfortunately, he's being exposed to um, these rats just running around. So, yeah, it's she's she's poor lady. She's not having a good day. Um yeah, so this is the setup, right, where Luke is um, put in this vulnerable vulnerable position, right? He's at, like, when he's at home, he's at first threatened by a witch, right? Um, he's been told all these stories about them, and now he's confronting not just one, but, like, a whole bevy of them, right? Yes. There's a okay. whole, and he gets, he's, like, playing with the mice in, like, a big conference space, and then the like someone in the hotel lets in all the women, so he hides because he's not supposed to be there, let alone with mice. And right. so he's inadvertently hiding in the room where all the witches are convening to mm-hmm. talk about their big plan, which is that Angelica Houston has created a new formula um, where just a couple drops will turn a child into a mouse. And so they're all go- she's going to give everyone the funding to open up like a bakery or a candy shop, dessert candy shop, shop sweet, yeah, candy shop. Um, in their rel- like respective towns, mm-hmm. and they're going to like lace everything with this so that all the kids come in and then turn to mice. Yeah, yeah, good plan. I like I like the plan. I mean, there's a certain whimsy to it which can't be denied. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so like, then witches could be a whole lot more violent and ruthless. Like this, at least, you know, there's some humor to it. Right. It's not like a dismemberment narrative, right? We're just going to turn you into mice and, you know, it's not, we're not going to shove you into an oven, that sort of thing. Like, all right. Exactly. Yeah. Although, look up the trailer, by the way, for the new Hansel and Gretel movie. Oh, is it It's like super like artsy and dark. Yeah. I think the trailer itself, like no one speaks really and it looks really good. Ooh. Okay. All right. I'm into it. Um, (laughs) Is it a kid's movie or is it like... Mm, I doubt it. Okay. It looks the aesthetic looks very grown up. Okay. Um Yeah, so then oh also there's this poor kid who is also turned into a mouse, right? The poor overeating kid. Ugh. Yeah. Like no, he's terrible. What's didn't his like name? Him, didn't like his parents, don't like the family. It was no. I don't know. It was something like Quentin or Quentin, yeah. Some, I thought his name was like Rufus. I'll look it up. Oh, Rufus, that could be a two. I don't know. Like a, uh, one of those, like, stately British names. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, Bruno. Bruno, that's right. Bruno Jenkins. 
Um, so Bruno is the, another kid who's there, and he also gets turned into a mouse, and he is constantly overeating, even when he's a mouse, right? Um, like, he's just, like, his whole thing is food, and there's, there's no, like, development to this character whatsoever, except it's just, like, another kid turned into a mouse who just wants to eat everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. He is, like, he plays no function in the plot, too. Because typically in these movies, there's, like, that scene where, you know, the the one, like, comedic relief character who has been useless ends up doing something really crucial to, mm-hmm. like, help the final plan come together. I don't think yeah. he does. No, he doesn't do anything. No. He's just still working up the nerve to talk to his parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and tell them that he's a mouse or, like, that he likes to eat. Like, it's unclear even yeah. what he wants to articulate to his parents. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so this is, yeah, that's, that's it. Oh, the We the can mice. also just say, like, oh, go ahead. Well, just that it's important to know that the mice uh, can talk. Like, the Luke and, and Bruno, when they're mice, nonetheless have the ability to speak to humans so they can let grandma in on the the predicament and they have to right because otherwise this movie would be so much longer because they also i appreciate that because they it's like it feels very lazy mm-hmm. but it also just cuts out the part of these movies that i find most frustrating to sit through and that's the point where like they can't get anyone like including loved ones to understand who they are like yeah I'm glad we didn't have to sit through a series of scenes where he tries to go approach the grandmother, and the grandmother tries to, like, step on him or hit him with a newspaper, and then he's sad. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. We skipped over all that. I'm here. Yeah. Which, you know, it reminds me that, like, I need to come up with a contingency plan, you know, of, like, all right, if, if for some reason somebody I know is transformed into an animal, like, I need to, A, like, just be open to that. Like, if any animal is really, really trying to communicate with me, I just need mm-hmm. to, like let that happen but then to come yeah. up with a like how you know like if you are my friend sam and not really a snake like you know move your move your head to the left yeah, or something right. right yeah well and that's presuming too that like i can hear you yeah like, i'm trying to do a mouse can i hear human speech i don't know yeah that's a good point yeah so how would we set that up right like how I would we know. plan for that I don't oh, think no. it's a solution. I think if one of us is turned into a mouse, we're we're pretty we're much fucked. Fucked. Yeah, we're just totally fucked. fucked. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. I There's know. no hope. It's All not right. fair. I'm not I'm I'm depressed now. I'm just I'm not gonna All right, well <laughs> then just to wrap up the movie essentially, <laughs> Luke and Bruno are turned into mice. They convince the grandma very quickly, very easily. She helps them basically use their mousiness to sneak into Angelica Houston's room and discover the full plot, which was, like, to find where the vials are being hidden. Yeah. They steal one of the vials. Essentially, they dump it into the soup that's being made specifically for the the convention. And it's turtle soup. Turtle soup. Yes. Right? And then all the witches eat it, and then they all turn to mice. And, uh, yeah. The There's plot one... Is- there's one witch left, and she's a good witch. Um, okay, this is my question. Mm-hmm. Because this movie ends. Okay, there's a lot more things to talk about. I know we're jumping right to the ending. This movie ends. The grandmother takes Luke home. Luke is still a mouse, and they're just going to figure out their lives together until 
Luke then reveals that he also stole all the witch's money, and he had yeah. to, to the grandmother. And they decide, just follow me here. They decide they're going to use this money to go to America because they also have the high witch's like address book of every witch in the U.S. Yeah. And they're going to go there and kill them all. Yeah. However, however, they, <laughs> they. In this moment, that one witch who survived, she survives because she was fired by Angelica Houston and sent back to the room, so she didn't mm-hmm. eat the soup. Mm-hmm. She reforms. She changes her way. And we get the sense that she's going around turning children back into humans. Like, I yeah. don't think it was just Luke. Like, she's going to go help Bruno. She might help others. Right, Does right. this change Luke and Grandmama's plan, or are they still going to go and kill all the witches in the I US? I hope, I hope they're just going to go fucking murder everyone. I really do. <laughs> you don't think it's going to convince them that maybe witches are changeable? No, I think that they're just like, thanks. Thanks, lady. Uh, we got to go fucking murder all these American witches now. Yeah. Also, what a sequel that would be. That would be a great sequel. I'd I watch would that love sequel. to watch like a grandmother grandson witch hunting show. <laughs> I'd be down. Uh, let's write the the screenplay for that show when you get here this week. Let's, oh yeah. let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Pat, trademark, trademark, patent yeah. hunting. Don't, um, don't fucking steal our idea. Exactly. Um, in the novel, he stays a mouse. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, they change it to make him human again because yeah. moviegoers are sensitive. They cannot handle it. Would be deeply unsettling. Said. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like just... the idea of him staying a mouse. Yeah, I mean because it's like you go okay, like well, what is this? If this is a sensitive kids book, like what is this teaching? You know, and you go okay, we're opening with a car accident with like death of parents. We're opening with. You know, some sort of awful accident which traps this woman into, like, a painting. And, like, okay, like, let's pretend these are all, like, metaphors or something. Or a larger, like, this is sort of, like, metaphorizing canvas, right? About, Mm -hmm. like, showing how different ways you, like, have to encounter and face up to, like, unchangeable life events. And you go, Mm -hmm. okay, like, there's something here just about, like... uh, You know, like, accidents that lead to, like... Uh, irreparable like bodily injury or harm or disability or something like that and oh that's interesting maybe there is something it's just like yeah like sometimes things happen and it's not the end of your life and you don't spend the rest of your life pursuing a way to go back it's just about learning now like about the new body you inhabit a mouse that fucking murders people yeah a mouse that murders American witches yeah um no I like that right that there there's a um, the transformation enables a confrontation with with yeah. real life tragedy. That then, but then, like, that's not the end of the world, right? That like, oh, and like, there indeed, is moving on after tragedy, yeah. and there is moving on after accident. Yeah, right, right, and like, you know, Luke as a mouse does seem quite content. You know, like he's got a dollhouse. What more yeah. could he want? I mean, the worry is, is that grandma is not gonna live forever and then he's gonna be you know Ooh, a mouse actually yeah that's a great point <laughs> i think it has all back. to survive <laughs> so you know, yeah she's that. not long for this world yeah so you know it might just be tough to obtain an education or <laughs> you know things like that right um you know what you're right you're right so, yeah. i don't know just throwing that out there um 
Okay, so what else? What else do you want to talk about with this movie? It grosses me out. The witch's mm-hmm. transformation, like when they take off their wigs. Oh, and just when they like take off their faces. Take off their faces and it's like gooey and it's just like, oh, like I think we're developing a theme here, which is that I'm like anti-goo in general. And like just the, ugh, it grosses me out, dude. The whole like unmasking part of this is I'm not okay with. Yeah, I would say, like, the only other, like, line of inquiry in my mind is, like, well, how do we put this in conversation with, like, other witch movies we've seen so far? Yeah! There's nothing about love or romance here. There's not even a hint of any sort of romance. Yeah! Um, So we can take that out. There's nothing about, um, like, solidarity or female communities in any real substantial way. Like, Mm -hmm. this feels... It feel, this feels more like a, like a Mary Kay meeting, you know what I mean? <laughs> it does, like, a gathering of, like, a coven. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Because it's almost like, it feels like, it's almost like mid-level marketing or something like that, right? Where right. It's, or multi-level marketing, where it's like, here's this vial, I'm going to sell all of you this vial, and then you're, I mean, that doesn't really happen, but, right, if they had done that, it would have just been a pyramid scheme. You right, know? And so right. That's feels such more a like good point. And also, like, it also doesn't feel very economic, though, right? In the way that I think the last two movies did, where they're thinking about magic as this sort of, like, alternate economy that one could yeah. participate in to get ahead. Yeah, like, right. That's not here either. Like, this is truly just, like, anarchic. It's just, like, pure whimsy, you know? And so maybe the tenor changes when we have a shot. Cho- I don't know. Like, a... A child, so that the the whole frame of witchcraft changes, right? So it's again placed in the like demonic frame, right? So that witchcraft can't even like inherently in a in a children's narrative just can't be creative, right? In the way that we've seen in you know other other narratives. I don't know. But maybe this is the way in which yeah, I like where you're going. Like this is the way in which like this is definitively a kids book because it's only being framed within the sort of like uh, lens of like children's concerns and children's mm. concerns are just like destabilizing chaos like they're not right. caring about like how one makes money or anything like that right yeah um and like then you know like you get the hero narrative right like oh i defeated the evil witch right like i yeah. um as a as a child I've, I've confronted the forces of the unknown the dark the malefic and and it's you know like i i necessarily have to um be triumphant over these forces though again mm-hmm. i think you like the book having luke stay a mouse makes that narrative much more interesting and nuanced yes, than agreed. uh the movie does right yeah and apparently Roald Dahl hated the movie when he got to the ending because <laughs> he was so upset they changed it. Um, oh, interesting. When he saw his original ending because they filmed both versions and they weren't sure what they were going to run with until after, like, um, some test screening. And mm-hmm. he, like, teared up when he saw the original ending and then he was furious when they chose the other. But oh, he really? then went back later and apologized and wrote a nice note to Jim Henson saying that he, ultimately he liked the movie. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, well, I agree with Doll here, right? Like, there's, there's something just more compelling about a Luke as, as mouse narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's not a gross kid anymore, you know? So. I agree. Yeah. Dude, it just occurred to me, are we doing the craft next? Uh, I thought we were doing, um, 
I don't know. Yeah, I Let really don't know. <laughs> were you just being contrarian? No, I think we're... I don't know. Yeah. I, I no, was, no. I was going to try to lie. Up. Yeah. Hold on. It's loading. Buffering. <sighs> um, oh, we got Hocus Pocus next. Yes! I forgot we had this on the list. You know I've never seen Hocus Pocus in my life. Oh, my God. We have to watch Hocus Pocus when you're here. I think we should just do... <gasps> okay, yes. Should we do that? Like, we should do, like, yeah. a... A, a dual like a, a whole a whole screening thing yeah okay. that'd be so fun we haven't done that since fire walk with me oh my god that's right it's been for ages all right mm-hmm. so next is, is our lives Hocus were so Pocus. different i know but now they're they're gonna conjoin in this beautiful moment where you get to see it for the first time wait. and i get to relive one of my favorite movies and so it's so interesting really? right? Like, it's one of your favorites i didn't oh, even know love that. this movie love this movie so it'll be interesting though because like if you hate it then we're gonna have the exact like complimentary <laughs> responses with you with this film <laughs> yeah. and me with the other so i don't know we'll see it should be exciting I know. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward, obviously, just to, like, hanging with you and Ryan generally and our friend mm. Ami, but mm-hmm. it'll be fun to screen this together. Yeah, and you get to see the dogs again. They they miss mm-hmm. you so much. Aww. They really do. Because, like, you're one of the few humans who likes Bark Antony. Uh, most humans don't. <laughs> really? So, yeah, yeah. I feel like he, like, galvanized a lot of attention when he was <laughs> when you first got him, maybe because he was new. Yeah, he was just a he was a baby, but now like most humans are like, oh, a pug and she's chill, and then like barking. You're like, like, he is oh. too much. Yeah, he's he just scratched me. He just peed on me. Gross. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm gonna give him a bath in honor of you two visiting, so that they don't. Oh stink. my god, so thoughtful. <laughs> I know. I I will also bathe. Oh my god, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, so that's... Do we feel like we're wrapping up the witches then in this case? I think so. Okay. So, Sam, what are you obsessed with this week? Dude, I know I've used this obsession multiple times over. Do it. But I just started yesterday the third season of Better Things. And that show, I just, like, I can't get over (laughs) how amazing that show is. It's so funny, but there's something, like, so rich in how it's filmed and how it's, like, written and... It feels, this is so corny, but it feels just like such a, like, a soulful show. I just, like, I love it so much. Aww. And is amazing. I just don't think there's a show like it that I've ever encountered. And it's such a pleasure that this season's finally available on Hulu and I can watch it. Oh, I'm glad. That's, that's a sweet one. Yay. It's bringing you joy. It's bringing you fulfillment. 100%. And yeah. croissants, are, I guess, are my other obsession because, dude, croissants take days to make you cannot make them in one day because you have to do so much stuff to the dough and there's so much proofing and rising and sitting i have fucked them up the first two batches were fucked up and i finally got them right this weekend i'm so proud of you so good i just yeah. sent you pictures so you can see yeah so that's the other uh, obsession oh that's amazing congrats i know that feeling of like finally arriving at the right combo and the right technique is is key so, oh my God, these look amazing. Ah, I know they look like yeah. professional. Yeah, <laughs> I can't like believe it. You should see the first batch was so sad because they didn't rise at all. I don't know what I did wrong, but the oh. dough never rose, and so they were so <laughs> tiny. And then I put them in the oven, and immediately all the butter just melted right out of them, and so they oh, were no. so dense, and they weren't baked <laughs> through. 
And then the second batch, I couldn't even get the dough to work, and I was so angry. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So. Yay, and now you have croissants to snack on. Yeah. What about you, though? What are you obsessed with? So, I... I know I'm late to the game, but I started watching Netflix's um, Sex Sex Education. And oh, it is yeah. so good. Ugh. It is so... Julian Anderson. Yeah. It is just, like, it's clever. It's heart... Like, uh, like it just, like, you know, has the heartstrings moments. Um, it's also just really funny. And, um... Yeah, I'm just really into it. Like I'm I'm in the middle of the second season right now, so I'm going to finish it, you know, probably today or tomorrow. And yeah, it's just been a delight and they're doing the reason I'm watching it. One of my students, I was telling him I was writing about Romeo and Juliet, and they're like, "Oh, you need to watch Sex Education because they put on Romeo and Juliet in the second season." So, um, you know, this is this is research, right? Like this is me trying no i'm just kidding i i'm just watching this for pure pleasure so yeah awesome oh that's, i'm glad you brought that up too because i don't think i ever finished the first season and i i liked it a lot i just like got distracted or something right i think i right. fell into like dairy girls and then was like obsessed oh, with that show dairy girls is um, great yeah <laughs> that show is so funny um but yeah i will go back and watch it i just think like jillian anderson is so good at everything. She's I want to go back and rewatch X. I mean, speaking of aliens, maybe it's time to rewatch X Files. Well, I've never seen X Files, so maybe this is the oh time for the deep dive. That is insane. The, yes, the time for the real, real deep dive into it. We'll you see. You should fully <laughs> encourage this. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So next week, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Looking forward to screening. Yes. All right, Billy Zane. Uh, if you're out there, just know that I recently watched a little mini series with you in it called Cleopatra, and it was okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna say about that. It was okay. Okay. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah. All right. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye.